The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. We are moment Ask Frank Anything. So if you have questions about any subject at all, give a call to 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. I've spoken before about the three proposals that are on the ballot in New York City this year dealing with racial equity. I am opposed to all three of them, and I'm pretty uh, negatively inclined on the state proposal, which is proposal four for New York City voters. But I'm even more opposed to this. Now, if you want to know what the three racial equity proposals are, there's a whole bunch of ways to explore them. You could just kind of hit Google, and you will get all sorts of arguments for them and against them. Well, this kills me. There is a $5 million grant from Mayor Eric Adams paid for by the taxpayers designed for voter outreach and education designed to teach people about these three proposals. The only question is whether the time window and the outreach evidence, the outreach effort is sufficient to pass a set of proposals that were created as an answer to the George Floyd protests, etc. These proposals are an absolute joke. And the fact that we're going to spend $5 million in the name of voter education on them is, I think, evidence of how unpopular these proposals would be if people just looked at them on their face. I don't think this $5 million that you're paying for, by the way, I'm glad you have so much money and you're so flush with cash that you can pay this money. This $5 million isn't about voter education. I think this is $5 million in voter indoctrination, and I don't like it. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. I am Frank Morano. You're listening to The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. Obviously, whenever someone lives all or part of their life in the public eye, that can be a tough thing when they pass on and their family is left to deal with sharing their loved one with the public. And such is the case with Saheed Vassell. Saheed Vassell was a man killed by the NYPD in 2018, and his family is pleading with Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin to remove footage of Vassell's final moments from Zeldin's first major television advertisement. Vassell's family said the use of the video has caused his relatives terrible pain and suffering. They've hired lawyers in recent weeks as it continues to press Zeldin to remove the ad, which the Republican congressman launched with a seven-figure buy. The release underscores Zeldin's campaign strategy of painting New York as a crime-riddled state under his opponent, Governor Kathy Hochul. Now, I think that's a fine message, and it's clearly a message that's resonating with a lot of people, and I'm going to vote for Zeldin, so I totally understand why he wants to emphasize crime so much. That being said, 
In 30 seconds, Zeldin's ad features more than a dozen rapid-fire clips of violent acts on the streets. Shots fired, aggressive punches and looting, and uh, all sorts of other things, while screams can be heard in the background. The imagery is so violent that YouTube requires viewers to sign in to confirm their age before watching it. And Vassell appears at the 21-second mark, pointing an object in a passersby's face as the camera quickly zooms in. At a quick glance, it appears to be a gun and a narrator tells the audience it's looking at actual crimes caught on camera in Kathy Hochul's New York before telling people to vote like your life depends on it. It just might. But in the case of Vassell, he wasn't holding a gun. It was 2018, three years before Governor Hochul was even the governor. And he was in the middle of a mental health crisis on the streets of Crown Heights, Brooklyn, wielding what turned out to be a metal piece from a gas tank. Within minutes... NYPD officers shot him at least five times. I'm not questioning the reaction of the NYPD. I am saying this is a guy that was having a mental breakdown and lost his life because of it while Kathy Hochul wasn't even governor. I think to use him in a campaign ad against the express wishes of his family, it just strikes me as very poor taste. And rather than get lawyers involved, I hope the Zeldin campaign just removes this portion of the ad. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. People need to come back to work. Howard Stern, a radio personality who I like a great deal, made some headlines this week by saying he's coming to his Manhattan studio for the first time in two and a half years to do an interview with Bruce Springsteen. Now, that's great. I'm glad that he's coming back. But think about that. He hasn't been at work in person for two and a half years. And even the New York City Council's unionized legislative staffers are pushing back against the council's plan to end the option of hybrid work by the end of October. In a petition with more than 200 signatures, sent to the city council speaker yesterday. Council employees demanded she keep a hybrid work option for all employees and immediately bargain with them over the change. Guys, enough is enough. I recognize that a lot of people work from home. My family benefits from the fact that my wife can work from home. It's time to get New York back to what it was. And the only way that's happening is if we get people back to work. Let's get back to work. Let's stop fighting this. Let's move on and get back to where we were. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I was listening to the former governor of the state of New York, Andrew Cuomo, on the Cats at Night show yesterday. Very good interview, I'll tell you. And the fact that Ed Cox was there and Lydia Serrani and uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, along with John and Governor Cuomo, it was really interesting. It was one of those rare radio interviews, at least for me as a listener these days, that causes you to stop what you're doing and turn the volume up because you're not sure what's going to happen next. That being said, I was completely bewildered and befuddled by so 
much of what the former governor said, and I had to keep asking myself the question, is this guy delusional? The governor went on and on about how extremism in both parties, including his own, and he called out the left, how extremism in both parties is ruining their part, the party, and it's ruining governing. And all I could think is, what did you do in over a decade in office to stop that? Nothing. He didn't mention or take any ownership or apologize or express regret or remorse for his role in signing the cashless bail law. Until you do that, and until you acknowledge that you, as a politician, were just as willing to fold to the hard left of your party as the people you're criticizing now, I don't want to hear it. You want to apologize and explain why you did certain things in office? Okay, I'm willing to listen. But for you to sit there and pontificate in your horrible, sanctimonious manner where you ask yourself a question and answer it and pause and say, right? I don't want to hear it because it's disingenuous and it's just insulting to the voters that know better. I'm glad the governor seems to be having a good time with his podcast, and I'm glad this is his ticket to getting back into the public eye. But as far as I'm concerned, this guy ought to get a clue. Beam me up! To be continued.